There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men TV. It's the build-up show Liverpool, Barcelona. Champions League semi-final, second leg. Um, this should be one of those shows we're talking about. It all tight. We gave Barcelona an amazing game, and we've got if we just just uh, put a good performance in, then we'll be booking our place in the final. Uh, and then somehow we lost three 0 and here we are. Um, Chris, <laughs> this is it. Win, score four goals, stop them scoring. Bucky place in Madrid. Simple as that. It sounds easy, doesn't it? It sounds really easy, but we know how good they are now. Mm. Um, the thing with this game for me is that you know Liverpool come out of the blocks really quickly and get a goal and you can put pressure back onto Barcelona and they start to worry and stuff and we can play with a freedom now where we we know we just need to go and we need to score goals. Yeah. Um, so you, you're not you're not throwing question marks around who's going to start at right back. They might be more defensively. It's just get everyone on the field to score as many goals as you can. Yeah. And Liverpool are good when they play like that. Yeah. You know last season. We scored three against Manchester City in nine friggin' minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we can go out there and we can score goals. Yeah. I know, I agree with that. I, we don't need four, actually. We need three. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But yeah, that'll take us straight through. We're not to yeah, of course, of course. We're not the stress of penalties. No, but that's it. You know, <laughs> you're going out there and you're trying to get three, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. And then you're trying and then you try and get a fourth, you know what I mean? Yeah. And whether that comes in 90 minutes or not is irrelevant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ben, that's it. You know, it's, um, we're lucky that this side is so good. And the good thing is as well is that I think if we'd gone to the new Camp and we'd been played off the park, mm. I'd be like... Oh. Mm. And, I, and I, 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 I hold on to that... That one last shred of hope in this is that that Dembele chance right at the end, right at the death in the new camp. If that goes in, then you might as well not bother turning up. Now, I, like to be honest, the odds of Liverpool scoring four without without conceding anything against Barcelona is slim, I'm, and I'm, I'm I'm not a better man anyway. But I'm sure the odds would be you know amazing on the, on that at the moment. But it does feel we've seen us, as Chris mentions, you know we we've blown teams away at Anfield in the past. I'm not. Quite sure with that team this season, but we know that there's the, we've still got all the players that were capable of doing it last season. We are better in general. We, we live in hope. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing that we've got to remember is that 
were not that Brendan Rodgers team from five years ago mm -hmm. who who went you know who got blown away at home to Real Madrid and we were like well that's just where we are as a side look if we if we score early here as you say before the ground will be absolutely booming yeah. and it will just take us to another level and it doesn't matter how good you are you've touched on Man City already last uh, last season it doesn't matter how good you are it will get to you mm -hmm. look at look at look at the way Roma crumbled yeah. last season in a semi final if you get one. You just you just never know because that's that's what you mean. You know, we played so well in the new camp. Everybody's well aware that yeah. if we go there, we make a noise and we and we and we get behind the lads, then then we can we can propel them to another well, level. Roma are a great example in are, are, are in two ways, aren't they, Tom? Because obviously they came back from a similar deficit mm -hmm. to Barcelona last season to knock them out. And equally, you know, we, we another example of a team that we absolutely blitzed at Anfield. So plenty of encouragement in that regard. Yeah, there is. I mean, the, their their thing was they got an away goal, which helped them yeah. massively. Which I mean, if we would have got that, Salah puts that away. Milner puts his chance away. Yeah. Then, then we're looking at this in a in a, in a, in a same vein to, to what we are now, but mm -hmm. with a load more optimism. But I think this just got the makings of such a massive night in terms of it's going to be another one of them things where you're at Anfield. It's the Champions League, and if we score four and the crowd get up, this is never ever going to get forgotten. Yeah. No matter what happens in the final and. That, and I think as a stage that's been set, I would have liked to have been a bit easier and, yeah. and, and have it in a better way. But I mean, what it's it's a story that 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 is getting written right now, yeah. and that could be one of the <laughs> things you tell your kids about. Yeah, it, I completely agree on that. And, and this is the thing, this is it's got that. We either go through in the most glorious of possible circumstances, or we go out with you know. Having come up against a really good team, you go out swinging the line. No, yeah, no, exactly, yeah. exactly that. No, listen, everybody knows Messi. We've seen Messi in the, in the flesh now, you know. Um, we know how good he is. We also know that towards the end of that game with 10, 15 minutes to go, Barcelona was struggling. They were tired. There was a lot of tired players out there. They know, I think, leaving the field that, you know, yes, they got an, a fantastic result, but I think they also know that they might not be able to replicate that again yeah. because of the intensity that Liverpool played with and stuff. And I think it all hinges on that first goal for me. If we get an early goal, um, then then we're going to find out how good Barcelona are, the one thing, way or another. The most important thing for me is about how we keep our heads because there's a, the problem with Barcelona is that you can't afford to leave the back door open. We got very lucky. Sometimes it was brilliant defending. A piece of Andy Robertson defending. Oh, no. He was just next up. He put a couple yeah. of them in actually throughout the, throughout the game. But we, I also saw Liverpool in that like five minute spell after we conceded the second goal, five maybe a little bit more, that we, we completely lost our heads. Yeah. And we looked like last season's Liverpool, where it felt like it was going to unravel before. I bet it was it was Kiev all over again, where the game could have been completely put away. And that's the thing. I don't. Hopefully, we're not in that situation because, to be fair, if Barca scored a couple of goals, then it will be it will be tie over. But also, not to get too swept up in going a bit too gung ho. Yeah, times. we've we've seen that a couple of times, certainly at Anfield this season, where we've almost willed them into the press, haven't we? Yeah. And you know, we've ended up conceding goals from it. I think. It has to be the most professional performance that you were ever going to see from a Liverpool side to come back from <laughs> yeah. this. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I, I, I'm kind of happy that look, there were people saying, "Oh, we might be respectful to Suarez and stuff." Now it's no, all no, going to be, no, no. it's all going to be booze and jeers. <laughs> I'm made up, Tom. I'm genuinely made up that we can get over the, the Suarez love and yeah. he's the best. He's the most talented football I've ever seen yeah, play for Liverpool yeah. by 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 a distance, actually, because as much as Kenny and Gerard and all that, I've never seen anyone quite like him. Mm. 
But I think, and I saw Ben put a, put summed it up quite nicely. That is who he is. Let's not let's make no bones about it. You know that that's his character through and through. But because of that, then it, like I say, I think he's I think he's fully. Let's play the game. Yeah. Let's play yeah. the game. Let's call him a cunt. Let's boo him and jeer every single touch, and let's let's heckle him and let's you know let's drive it. And he'll probably thrive on it because yeah, that's, that's the type the, of yeah. that he is. But I wouldn't be this notion that we're going to turn up and go, oh, thanks very much for coming. We're not fucking Man United and Ronaldo. We're not like no. this idea that he's on loan at Barcelona. He fucked us over. He's gone. And then he's gone and fucking done that to us in the new camp. Fuck him. He's brilliant. And, and that goal that he scores is world class, the run, everything mm. about it. And it, for me, though, everyone's going, oh, well, he, uh, little dives there from Messi and Messi punching Fabinho on the head. Sadio Mane dived everywhere over the, over the box. Mm. It wasn't dives because there was contact, yeah. but he put himself to the ground and got his free kicks. And well, the Messi one where he jumps up, punches Fabinho in the head, then rolls around like he's been shot, then oh, instantly jumps to his corner, feet, yeah. gets the free kick and sticks it in oh, from yeah. fucking 40 yards. Is oh, yeah. That's oh, a level of shit that we're not quite at just yet. I mean, he's that talented that he can somehow move it five yards ahead, <laughs> fair, fair play to the guy, but it's one of them, I think we've got that bit of nose now, we know what we're doing, we've been on this European stage before, mm-hmm. like I say, I, I just I just want to see what Klopp's going to do, it's it's a bit of a shame that Keita can't, can't yeah, play, yeah. because if we're talking about an attacking style of football, that Keita and Hendo in, the, in them roles would have been perfect for that, especially on the right hand side, linking up, and we spoke about uh, Trent Hendo and, and, and Salah before, and how good they are as a trio, on the right hand side, I'm really, really interested. Who are we gonna play in that attacking? Well, I mean, Kater doesn't really play the attacking role, but yeah. we need someone to cover the whole to field. Drive, to drive. Who's yeah, gonna yeah. do that and who's gonna do that effectively? It makes you wonder. You know, like Ben, I, I think a lot of people were surprised that the Kater thing. I mean, it looks like he's not just gonna be out for the rest of the season, but possibly miss the African Cup of Nations mm-hmm. as well. Which I'll be honest, I can't get upset about because I'd yeah. forgotten it was mo- it moved to the summer. I was just made up it wasn't in January. I was like, oh right, yeah. So no rest, no rest for the African lads again. Brilliant. Um, it's. Uh, I thought what was interesting about the, about the new. I thought Kater was brilliant, and I thought he was so integral to how we were playing, how we were disrupting their midfield. But then you saw Jordan Henderson come on again and put another top quality Jordan yeah. Henderson performance in. I think we're in a lucky position, aren't we? You know, with it, what we've got is we'll we'll still have options. Even you know, we'll, we'll we'll still have different things we can do. There's players. There's players we're probably not even thinking about who will be able to yeah. have an impact on this. I period. think um, to be honest. I, I get I get the rave about Cater. At the moment, I'm preferring Henderson because mm-hmm. I think he's got the better final ball. You think about that Sadio Mane chance in the first half that Henderson whips that ball in for. I'm not sure Cater. Well, I've not seen that Cater's really got that in his locker mm-hmm. yet. So for me, in a game where you have to put everything on the line and you need somebody to play that killer pass, I've seen more evidence that Jordan Henderson can do that this season. Yeah. So. If Cater being injured, look, it's not ideal that he's out for the season and it's a shame for him that he's going to miss the Cup of Nations as well. But from a perspective for this game, if if Cater being injured means that Jordan Henderson plays, I actually prefer that. Mm, yeah. I mean, because as we kind of alluded to at the top, if we can't get up for this, like I, I, I don't know. I've seen loads of people trying <laughs> to organise a coach greeting, and it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's organised by people like it's like, it's like a shadow organisation of Liverpool fans who we don't really know. Um, I'd be amazed if there wasn't something that happened in that regard. I'd be amazed if uh, if um, spying cop didn't have like double the amount of flags ready for it and all that. This is what it's all about, though, isn't it? This is what we were. This is what we were made for. Is big European nights under the lights, and as much as we've got an absolute mountain to climb. You know, having it at Anfield, the second, it's the second leg. We talked about it in Barca. It was, it wasn't do or it wasn't going to be done after the first leg. It was always going to be 
an amazing night. Uh, at Anfield, absolutely. Home. And, you know, there were so many, obviously so many thousand Liverpool fans went over there. We'll all want a bit of retribution mm. for that. And, and there's going to be another 40, 50,000 Liverpool fans who weren't there yeah. who want to create an atmosphere to welcome this team back. Because we're not forgetting how good a season we've had here. Mm. We've had a bad game. That's all it is, ultimately, you know what I mean? And God, I, listen, the thing that why I'm so disappointed off that is I remember sitting here doing the podcast with everyone last week and saying, if we both play at our best, I think Liverpool can win. What I saw was, unfortunately, Liverpool play it close to their best and get beaten by yeah. 3-0. But I think what I said last week still stands. I think it can happen the other way round. Yeah. I think Barcelona could have a good night and we could just score more goals than they do. So, you know, I think... And, and the great thing is, it's not Twitter fans who are in the ground. Yeah. Because that's the fundamental difference for me, is that people who go to the game, you, you can see the build-ups and stuff, like, for big games and the team line have come out. And if you look at Twitter, you'd think the atmosphere's going to be shit today. Yeah. And you get in the ground and everyone's buzzing for it. But it's going to be ten times better in the ground than on Twitter. What's funny is, you know, it becomes more and more of a thing, but like you're right, the, the social media is no barometer for how fans think and feel. Unfortunately, it's just not. It's a, it's a breeding ground for just uh, people who are, have a really bad anxiety or a bad blitz. And um, some some of them are fine, and some people are, some people are dead sound, some people are knobheads. Some it's, it's not their fault, and some people, it's no one's fault. Some people are just made differently and made more negative and what have you. But what's encouraging, I think, I haven't seen, I see a lot of this stuff from other fans and they clearly exist. You know, there's just, there's just balls all over the place. I've seen people, I've seen more people reacting to people saying negative, the idea that people are saying negative things. I've not really seen lots of negative things. What was good is, what I was really encouraged by is the general consensus, Ben, that Liverpool played really well mm. in the new camp, but we were undone by, I say, as, as Tom said, a fantastic ball and finish from, from Luis Suarez. Okay, it's good. the build up's good in, in the, to the second goal, but there's no legislating for it in the crossbar and dropping to yeah. the best play in the history of football yeah. <coughs> with a complete open net and then an absolute piece of piece of genius. On the balance of it, you know, again, if we take our chances, we could we, we could have gotten something from that game. So it stands to perfect reason that we can do the same again in this yeah, game. Yeah, definitely. And that's all, that's all we've got to look. Again, Tom's touched on it. I think I think Klopp may have taken three one before the game. So even if all that happened and then Salah took that chance away, I think he comes away from that and goes, you know, we're in, we're we're in touching distance. You know, I, I take that. It, it's not happened. It it wasn't. It, it just wouldn't go in. So this week we've got we've got to go again. We've got we've got a, like I say you know you've got to take that. There'll be we've got to create. A, we're going to create a chance in the first ten minutes. Can yeah. we take it? You know, I, I mean? genuinely want. Because you see Messi at the end of that game, Tom, and he's you know they've missed that chance, and he's kind of like he's wrecked because he's just like legged at the length of the pitch, <coughs> but he's kind of like ruefully smiles, like oh well, four would have been lovely, but three sound. And that's my you know little hope. They've they obviously played Celta Vigo, the league's done for them. You know it's a different it's a different kettle of fish to what we what we've been going through this weekend. And it, it, if there's just a fraction a fraction of a percent where they think. Well, we've got a nice cushion here. I mean, I think back to a completely different game and how it lined up. Like, but like Dortmund, when Dortmund came to Anfield and got a couple of goals early on, like they just came and flexed the muscles, and then you could see them go, "There we go, we've we've, we've broken the back of this." I really like the idea of just of us shell shocking Barcelona and seeing how they react. Yeah, I know. Uh, Chris, Chris said it before, and he's exactly right. We've had a great season. You can't forget that. And there were so many people so upset after this Barcelona game, but there's a reason we are where we are. Yeah, and Anfield. As a as a as a fortress has been a massive part of that. Yeah. 
Barcelona need to come and play at Anfield. That's not easy for any team yeah. in world football to do. And uh, you're saying we're going to create a chance in the first 10 minutes. I reckon we'll create more than one. I reckon mm. we'll create up to three and we're just going to keep creating and keep going. And the way creating the intensity that we played with at Barcelona. We, look, we, we, had, we, we made three changes. We had a, a centre midfielder in the number nine. And we so had was, he was basically relegated to the six yeah. for us in recent weeks. Our DM played centre forward. Exactly. Forward. And then we had a we had a centre back at right back who can't play right back <coughs> in fairness. But we still created so many chances. Yeah. That one where Milner runs in and Genie literally lets it run through his legs and to open the space. If that goes in, you go on Genie and Aldum number yeah. nine forever, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and get out there, just show them what we what we're made of because what, like you say, what if this season for me has been a constant redefining of how good this Liverpool side is. You know, we talk about the narratives all the time on here, don't we? And we talk about, you know, can they bounce back from this? Can they go one nil down against Arsenal and score four? Yeah, we did that, you know what I mean? How many times we pulled late winners out and stuff? And it now feels like looking back on this season, that this is kind of what it's all been building towards. They're mm. like the little battles before fucking Helm's Deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's kind of what it feels like at the moment is I said it before, look, we scored three against Manchester City in nine minutes or something last season. We did the same to Roma. Istanbul, everyone thought we were down and out. We were 3-0 down. We had 45 minutes to turn that one round. This Liverpool side can do it. It's going to be fucking tough. But this is what we've been building towards this season. And this squad know it as well. And they will not be wanting to just whimper out of this Mm. competition now. For me, there's there's two important things. There's... Using Anfield to our advantage the same way that Barcelona did because the new camera, like Lionel Messi, just throws himself on the floor and because he's got, you know, he's reached that level of deification. But they, they all do this mm. when he scores. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, I quite like it, but it's weird. Yeah. Um, we should be doing that. We've got 54,000 people there, you know, the vast majority of which will be Liverpool fans and they should be paying for blood. You know, we should be doing all the same things that they were doing and looking to influence the referee. But the other thing is in realising that it's a 90 minute, potentially 120 minute game of football and you're right, Chris, you know, we don't need to get four goals in, in the first half. We don't need to do this because I wouldn't be more concerned about us if we managed to go 4 nil up in the first half. I, I, I actually think we'd have less of a chance of actually getting <laughs> getting over the line because you don't want to blow yourself out here we've got to make sure that we we yes start fast yes try and get that first goal just like Man City did to us in, in the Champions League last season but don't don't we don't need to go full throttle f- until we've got nothing left because we need to tie them as well and trust the fitness wise we will be fitter than them hopefully come the end of the game that it, it might take an 80, a 96 minute towering header from Degsy Lovren or whatever but 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 so be it because I, I, my biggest concern of this is it's all well and good going like two or three up, three up but then what do you do because they change their game exactly then. and then they're just going right great we you know they can it, 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 it weirdly shifts momentum back towards them to some extent so <laughs> first minute 70th minute and then everything goes <laughs> fucking mental at the end. Yeah, I'd, I'd take yeah. two up in the first 15 and then you've got the rest <coughs> the rest the rest of the game then to just keep them on edge and 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 start and to they pick them their apart. game plan will contribute to that because you know what they're like I mean Sergio Busquets in particular they they will be like PSG from from minute one they will go over, and we've got we've got to be streetwise in that sense yeah. because the, the crowd will obviously be up for they're it they, they will very much the yeah. they're, they're going to they're going to do a Mourinho 2014 yeah. so oh, to, yeah whatever year that was yeah. um, so they've they've got that we've got to be. 
like, but, like, it's the, every the, year yeah. Mourinho, by the it's, way. It's the, the, it's the, yeah. Um, it, 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 Fabinho, it, it, did, it did happen with Fabinho the other night where basically if you get touch tight to Messi, he will just go over. Yeah. And you've got you've got to be so aware of that. We've had too many I occasions with it this season. This, like, if, if he's going to go over anyway, just name him the ball. I mean, <laughs> Fabinho probably can't do that because his knees is literally at like his chest height. But um, just do it. Just give it, I mean, I know. I know. Look, this is this is so rudimental because like no one's ever thought to kick Messi before. But I mean, if he's gonna go down like he's been booted, then at least do him a favour and Milner give him something did. to actually roll about. That's what Milner did, and yeah. then he, he he does the Neymar in the World Cup and rolls down the touchline. Yeah. But that's what you got to do. You got to get in there and, and and show him that you, he's in a game of football. But I. I I spoke about this as a it's a story. This is genuinely a place where you can come out of this game as a legend. Mm-hmm. Where it doesn't yeah, matter. Every absolutely. single one of them players, Mo Salah could come out of this as someone that you just he yeah. is the best. Absolutely. So, people talk about them. People talk about we still talk about <laughs> Dortmund. and it was a quarter final of the Europa League. Yeah, for exactly. God's sake, you know people talk about Saint-Étienne. People talk about Chelsea semi-finals and all this kind of stuff. You're dead right. That's the most exciting thing about this game is that it's it's set up to be. Look, it might be nothing. 3-0 just might be too much because yeah. Barca are an amazing side. They might just come and get a goal and, that, and, that, yeah. and that, you know, that, that might be pretty much it. But they might not and we might be able to do it and that's what it all is. All it is is the chance. The chance that something might happen. Um, right, we're going to talk a little bit more in a moment. Before we do, Chris and I have got a brand new podcast and a brand new YouTube channel. Um, it's a bit more random than what we do here uh, but it's very good. Check it out. So if you go back to World War II, my Jadak, which is the Polish for granddad, um, he was... Um, an officer in a cavalry unit going against fucking tanks uh, in Germany. So we've all heard that, like, the, the, the who remembers the wars when the Polish got absolutely decimated because <laughs> Blitzkrieg, because the Germans turned up with tanks and the Poles fought them on horses. Oh, well, my granddad was one of them. And then he was a prisoner of war in, I think it was a, a camp called something like Olaf 7 or something like that. It was a German officer's prisoner of war camp. So he was there for about six years. At the time, my mum, uh, my nan, apologies, um, and my dad's eldest brother and eldest sister who were both born in Poland were in uh, Vilnev um, and then they moved to the USSR when Poland got taken over and all that shit and then they were like hiding in the USSR and then my granddad got out of a prisoner of war camp and got moved to Polish resettlement corps over in England um, once the uh, once they freed all the camps and stuff like that so I think he was inside for about six, seven, eight years then, he, because of his military ties, he managed to find where his wife and kids were, and they walked from, I think they went to the USSR, went back to Krakow, where they were originally from. They actually had a lot of land in Krakow. My um, my nan's side of the family were really, really wealthy, but they had it all taken off them by the Germans and stuff, and they never got that back. Um, so they ended up walking from Krakow through to France and then getting a boat over to England. So she was on her own with two kids, probably about 13 and 10, something like that, walked from Poland all the way over to England, uh, got the boat obviously to England, and then they met up again. I think, it, I believe it was something like 12 or 13 years from when he last saw his wife. There you go, go and subscribe to our brand new channel then. Uh, we're having a good laugh, and it's, if you need to like kind of like decompress from the whole football thing, we do a bit of general footy, but there's loads of random life stuff as well. So if you, for some reason, like me and Chris, I don't know why you would, but if you do, uh, more about us and our lives and all that kind of stuff. It's good fun, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, yes, Tom, um... We've been bigging it up. We've been giving it the beans because we're all about the optimism here. But let's let's talk about the stone cold reality of it. Uh, Bobby Firmino's not likely to be involved in this yeah. game. Mohamed Salah not likely to be involved in this game. We've got, we're in a healthier position than we were when we went to Kiev, but we're not in a situation where I'm looking at it and thinking a front line that's got one one or two of. Daniel Sturridge, Divock Origi, or Jen Jakarian's necessarily going to fill me with loads of options. No, and I mentioned before about Naby Keita as well. Yeah. These are really, really good attacking options that we've been kind of... It's all started to click recently, hasn't mm-hmm. it? So Bobby Firmino, being that the fella we ping the ball to from the sides and, and he holds it up and plays it on, we saw just how much of a a, a big miss it was in the fit in the first mm-hmm. leg. I mean, Genie did a, did a good job doing it, again, like I said before, but Mo Salah's a massive one. Yeah. Like that that's massive if 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 he can't play that and it's it's more just the fear factor. Obviously he does everything else on the pitch and backs that up. Yeah. So it's not just fear factor, but it means that look, who you're bringing in? Are we gonna put you are we gonna have to change formation, you know what, to to accommodate these new players coming in? Do we need what to be changing formation with three days to go before before playing one of the best teams in world football? Exactly. No, I get it. Is there something to because I think we had a brief chat about it, Ben, and the immediate a lot of immediate reactions was like Sadio Mane in the nine mm. and maybe put Origi on the wing and maybe Shakiri Shakiri in there. Is that the the best reckon we've we've got? Probably. Um I mean it depends on what midfield you want to play. I mean, you know it probably is Shakiri. I mean, you you you've been working from the majority of the season when you've got when you're playing Mane, you've been working with at least the other, like you've been working with two of the front three, haven't you? Yeah. So with what only one of the front three available, I don't know whether that'll change his plans. Whether he does look to change to a four-two-three-one, whether he looks to get Ox in there, you know, I, I don't know. Oxley Chamberlain's the interesting one in there. I think Chris, that we've we kind of even just in, in conversations off camera, we've not really discussed as a, as an option, but we didn't get to see him against Newcastle, which is. A curse and a blessing because he hasn't had more minutes in his legs, but equally he hasn't had more minutes in his legs. So he's 
fresh but he's not sharp that's going to be that might be the, his downfall in this one I think he got listen I think he goes with the players that have been playing for him you know I think the Origi's going to come into this game I think Mane's probably going to start I think Shaqiri's going to come in um, Klopp might have been impressed with Sturridge against Newcastle I know a lot of Liverpool fans weren't I thought Sturridge had a really good game certainly in the first 25 definitely minutes definitely in the first half I, yeah, yeah I think he I thought he tired after maybe 25 but he got back into it and I think sometimes we judge Sturridge a little bit too harshly like we judge him for be not being Bobby Firmino rather than just judging mm. him for being Sturridge and when you just look at him and you I think when he's got the ball at his feet he's a good player I wonder whether there's something in we look we saw Genie Van Aldum start up there in in the new camp you know if he liked if there's something that he liked in that it's it's for me it's 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 Mane it all boils down to we need to score lots of goals Mane's now our best player left so where is he most likely to score goals from? Do you want him providing service or do you want him as the, as the focal point? And we've seen him as both. I just, I, I, he, he was great as the main man in, in Kiev when it fell down to it. We've seen a couple of decent performances when he, he, he's played centre-forward for us. It's, it's, who else you put around? Like I, could quite, I, I think I could make peace with Origi on the left, Oxley chamberlain on the right and Sadio Mane through the middle. I can make the peace with Shaqiri for that we've... But you're not it's you're not tough. necessarily getting the service from the wingers, are you? We discussed about how this team works, so I think he's the focal point because you're getting your service from your fullbacks. You know, we, we discussed you know with the with the, with the um, after Newcastle how many how many um, assists our wing, our fullbacks are getting. Mm-hmm. You know that we've seen Sadio Mane score headers this season. So if we play him through the middle and we've got Trent and Robertson playing the balls, we know they can play. Assuming he starts Trent, then you go well. There you go. You know you don't necessarily need Shakiri to be playing the crosses in. You know you can be playing them as a narrow front three. You, you're saying that as well, but you're saying he scored headers. He's not done that by being a number nine. Either. True, so true, true. With the way we play him as that left hand side, and we saw it with that chance when Hendo sprays the ball from a deep cross. The way that we play football, the wingers get in the box anyway. So are we going to? Co- he was so good on that left hand side. Who's going to occupy their centre halves the most? Because how we attack mm. is so hinged upon. That guy being multifaceted, but yeah. and that's why Genie did it because yeah. we trusted his touch, we trusted his work rate, we trusted him to link to exactly. link play. I'm not sure Sturridge has even got the legs to do that. Even you know now, yeah. haven't played the game, the, you know, the full game against uh, against Newcastle. Is he really intelligent enough to do it? That's why the man I think for me, I, I I think we probably will lash him in do there. We know, but do we know Salah with the concussion stuff? Is that could you can you just not play him? All we know is that Klopp said, and this is obviously the time of, at the time of recording, of course, was that he, he, he was more upbeat about his prognosis. Mm-hmm. I think he stated for me, you know what, basically he's got no yeah. chance. But I'm hoping that's his gamesmanship, but, he, but who knows. But, and Salah, was more, it was more optimistic about Wolves and less optimistic about this. But again, I wouldn't be giving Barcelona any, any help. So no. we can all, let's, let's all cross our fingers and toes and do a little bit of that praying that Chris was talking about on the final word. Um, and hope that it is all just crop, just not why. Because why, why would he? Can I be a little bit optimistic here? Please. How the Barcelona plan for this? No, yeah. we've watched fucking a yeah. hundred and whatever games in charge. Jurgen Klopp's had. This is the one where I've got less of a clue than any of the others. Barcelona will be coming in here going, "What the fuck are they yeah. gonna do here?" Yeah. And even if they, even if they, st- with an hour to go, they're gonna be scrambling around going, "Where's the tape on fucking Shakiri and Origi? There's only about sixty minutes all season." Yeah, you know what I mean. So listen, Daniel Sturridge could do a job up there. Sadio Mane could do a job up there. I'd be really surprised if Origi was given the task of being the. 
number nine, yeah. considering I think he's probably had the least minutes of all of them in the nine yeah, position yeah, yeah. this season. But Shaqiri can play that inside right forward position. Sadio Mane can play the number nine. Divock can play the left. I think we're probably overthinking it here. I think that's probably how we'll go. It's more just yeah. that thing. You're dead right. And look, I think that team's capable of getting a win. It's just, is it capable of scoring three goals against Barcelona? I'm not sure. And that's, that's why it's, 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 it's tough. One outside chance, and I don't think there's a cat in hell chance that he will start in this game, and he probably won't even appear. But we might see, as an outside chance, is Brewster on mm. the bench? Just because we know he's in training and he's on the institution, I wouldn't be putting any hopes on or, or him in any way. Him, yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, Scores the fourth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah made Imagine. for life. Gets a standard ovation like we gave Sterling. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put any pressure on him at all. I don't think Klopp would, but I wonder whether you know if we have to start Sturridge and Origi, you're going to need someone who can play up front. A more like a Bobby Duncan or something as a yeah. random outside yeah. as a random yeah, well you know Paul Gattel just someone who's, who's a forward you've got them yeah. it, it, listen situations dire if we're requiring these unplayed untested and unfit kids to, uh, to, to do it but it'd uh, be interesting nevertheless exciting random unknown going against the unknown in the second leg Champions League against Barcelona <laughs> I hope this is all just boss gamesmanship from Jürgen and Bobby Firmino just like sat with his feet up and, a, and, a, and it, what that weird that weird straw tea that they all have that they're, that they're all banging to them Brazilians just chilling watching his Barca watching his Barca tapes um, but yeah we'll see in due course um, Tom score prediction 5-1 um, I, I, I genuinely think Barcelona are going to score but I'm also optimistic that we're going to go through the tie and the only way to really do that comfortably is by scoring by five scoring goals five. Go um, yeah. I think we're winning 3-1 I think I think Barca will score and I, I, think, I think we might find ourselves in a situation where we're 2-0 up mm -hmm. but I just, I just don't see them scoring I think depending on the situation with the league that might affect the team selection and I think I think we'll. I, I do think we'll just come up short. I think we can do it, yeah. but I think me heart of heart says three one. Okay. Three nil penalties. Um, I can't. But a like last this. gasp third goal maybe or last 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 gasp. Why are you making this as horrible as it has to be? It, it has to be. This is what we do. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to decide now. You have a, we, we always just have penalties in yeah, the European Cup all well. the time. Brilliant, brilliant, fun penalty shootout. I can't. The last can't European penalty that. shootout we had was Dejan Lovren skying it in the Ataturk, so, you know. I can't handle that. that. <laughs> um, I, I'll be honest, I'll be honest with everyone. Milner Penenka to win it. Yeah. Yes. This is the second time recording this part of the show because we, we tried to get it in early and the Salah thing's totally, totally knocked my head west. Because I believed that without, even without Firmino, I thought we'd, we we could give them a good game, but it re we required Mane and Salah. And I had 5 1. 5 1 was my prediction. I, I, thought we'd, I thought they'd score, but I thought we'd just score what, one more. I could see pens and all that. I do. I do. I think we. I agree with Ben. I think we can. I think we can win this game, but I think it's going. It's going to take one of those all-time mega by the seat of our pants, total freak like wins. If we if we're to do this, I don't think we're going to do this the way that we've done it this season. I think we're going to have to do it the way that we've done it in all these other mad years when we've done mad stuff. So it's going to take magic. It's going to take one of those those. When you have poems written about it <laughs> by, by spoken word, you know, by like, bards, yeah, yeah, honestly, like by by just just 
something crazy that we'll never forget for the rest of our lives because we're going to need it. Because I don't see, I, at the minute, I think that, for, that our, our magic comes from that front three. And if we've not, if we're having to play on, you know, lads aren't at that level, I think we need to be at our best level to beat Barca. But, you know, like, footy's mad, isn't it? Like, I mean, so I wouldn't, I'm not going to discount us getting through in any way, shape, or form. I just don't think we're going to. It's going to be done in half an hour. Like we might, maybe it would no. be if we had the full strength team. It's probably going to take a ludicrous injury time goal to take it to extra time, and then it's going to take someone you don't want to take a penalty to claw it back from the brink for us, and then it's going to take a fucking you know a, a last penalty save from our. It's going to be mad. So strap yourselves in, lads, because this is our fucking football club. Um, Boss and heartbreaking and heart wrenching and testing and, and testing and trying, <laughs> and hopefully it'll be satisfying as well. Um, thank you very much, gents. Gonna <sighs> pull Barcelona without loads of our best players. That'll be fun, yeah. If you think it'll be fun, yeah, drop a like on the video. Score predictions, start eleven predictions as well, and um, strap in Reds because you know what? It's fucking mad. It's a mad, mad world we inhabit. Enjoy it. <laughs>